This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Pit keeping you guys from us. They never let you guys this close. I know. We had a. On opening. all our other tour stops. Hi, Boston! I don't know if anyone's out there and we're just waving at the roof. <laughs> no, they're there. I thought you'd flip them off. I just saw someone leave to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they couldn't handle it. <laughs> Nope. Thought this was uh, Get Out. <laughs> so they did. And they did. So they did. Uh, hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is. Thank you. Us too. This is a lot. This is a lot, and it's fucking right here. I know. I don't know why. I don't, it's not like we're ballerinas and we're so used to the orchestra, <laughs> but, but. It looks like. Yeah, it's exciting. Um. <laughs> What were we going to talk about? Well, first we do outfit show. Right, 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 Ready? Right. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Just take it around. Don't be afraid to take it around in a circle. I don't uh, I, I, uh, I don't have pockets, but I had a um, tissue put in here because I have allergies earlier, and it looked great, and I lost it. Grandma? Yeah. My grandma used to always have four tissues up her really? sleeve. Like the worst magician of all time. <laughs> I need to do that. Ta-da. Not. Always. Um, this is the dress that I wore, that I got in Chicago that I wore in our very first live show. Right. I mean, you don't have to scream for that. But... <laughs> I went shopping yesterday and I picked out almost the exact same dress by the same person. The whole thing, it was just like the sleeves were this much shorter. And Jessica I was like, Simpson? I'm just fucking wearing that old dress. <laughs> yep. I'm wearing a Jessica Simpson tonight. Thank you. You don't have to be blonde to like bad fashion. I need to stop wearing dresses with any kind of flair because then I can't, well, in my mind, I can't rewear them. Oh. Because it's, you know what I mean? Like, I have fucking, I have 400 you can't dresses. can't be seen. Yeah, it's just, well, you have enough to choose from, though. Yeah, but not black ones. I'm like, colors! And like, I'm I'm like, um, what's her name from uh, Three's Company? The Neighbor. Chrissy. Oh, the slutty neighbor? Mrs. Roper. Oh, Mrs. She's Roper. slutty? <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Roper, the slutty slut neighbor. <laughs> 
No, in the later seasons, there was a slutty neighbor oh. who wanted to fuck Jack constantly. Oh, please. And it was this, it used to embarrass me as a child when he'd open the door and it'd be, what was her name, Janice? Lana? Lana. Is that correct, or are you just yelling slut names? <laughs> Sorry to all the Lanas in here, but you kind of knew already. Jack would open the door, and then she'd be like, hello, Jack. And I'd be like, dial it back. <laughs> they like it when you don't like them. I didn't know that, because of TV shows from the 80s, where it's like, here yeah. I am, take it. And I'm like... Wow. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> um, I also brought like my only nice heels that I own that I wore one time almost a year ago at my wedding uh-huh. <laughs> that still had like glitter on the upside down of them on the <laughs> heel. And then I got to, I took them out of the hotel and I was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so I have flats on because I, what the fuck? I'm not a fucking. You're basically wearing those socks that you wear under slip on yes. shoes. <laughs> Right? Yeah, and I'm sure they smell, and they're you like... You could slip another pair of shoes on top of those shoes, <laughs> if you felt like Oh my like God, it. you just kind of blew my mind, and now I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I could wear them, though, because no one would know the difference. Exactly so right. That's fine. It my wasn't a is, slam. My life is better. Uh, especially because coming from this area where... Uh, just a quick negative shout-out to my sister, Laura, who... <laughs> After seeing us at the Oakland show, which was our first stop on this tour, um, yeah, shout out to Oakland, she texted and said, I thought the show was great, but you have to get rid of those tights you're wearing. So, What's wrong with your tights? Okay, uh, this is what it is to have an older sister. So then I was like, I'm not fucking going to those are the tights I'm like, whatever. And then, of course, that's the first thing I bought yesterday. I was oh. like, do you have any um, very sheer? <laughs> My sister needs to see me in a sheer tight. <laughs> Control top would be great. Control top. Whatever price. I'll pay whatever price. And so then that's what I did. Now I look like I've I look like an orphan child that's been in the ash bin. <laughs> that's not you no this isn't neck, the look I do. This isn't my jam at all. No. So once I saw how sheer the tights were, I was like, well, I'm not wearing heels now. Fuck everything. Yeah. I'm going to Clogtown. Yeah. Right? This, this tour is now called We Don't Give a Shit About Shoes. <laughs> my, the, my favorite murder story. <laughs> Do, is there enough time to get that on the shirts? Joe, please. Can we get... Steven, can you go ahead and... Go ahead, Steven and... But He's not here. <laughs> we don't bring him with us sometimes. He'll, he'll edit listen, this, though, and edit. that part will mean the world to him. Yeah. He I will. texted him, and I, I, I was like, you know, we were like, edits on this, and then I was like, hey, um, you know, we, we talk a lot of shit to you, and I just want to make sure you know that we're joking, <laughs> and it's funny because you're the most amazing fucking person, and, and we'll, but we'll dial it back if, you like, if it's like hurting your feelings. He's like, no, I love it. <laughs> of course he was. Like, no, it's great. We had a really great bit going on the Lost episode the Vancouver Lost episode yeah. which just they didn't get recorded show, for some reason and the whole thing was I think it was Vancouver it was about how Stephen was hiding underneath the cur- this tablecloth like, mixer sitting there like his a mic. super nerd oh, I mean, a, a cat, and there was a random cat under there yes there was just a cat he found in the alley and he was just stroking his mustache li- listening to the live episode he live. really does that Did you, have you noticed he does he's he like does a, he's a bit of a nervous Nelly so he does a little bit of the you know he has a little bit this, which is like he's halfway to one of these like whimsical <laughs> facial hair guys. 
Yeah. Oh, let's talk about ice cream. Okay. Um, Hard left turn. <laughs> yeah. Steven, ice cream. Cats. I want to shit on Steven for at least 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> ice cream it is. Uh, we, so we got a gift backstage of ice cream. It says, hi, Karen and Georgia. Love the show. So I made you a flavor at my company. It's called Elvis Wanna Cookie. Bacon, banana, bacon, peanut butter, cookie, butter. Sorry, Karen. There's sugar in it. Sad face. Oh, that's okay. I'm eating sugar again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Stay sexy, Jacqueline. And it's called the Parlor Ice Cream. Have you guys been there? Jacqueline. It's fucking um, good. Just really quick. Banana. Bacon. <laughs> oh, I said it Peanut tough. butter cookie butter. That's what we ate backstage before we <laughs> came out here. That's why we're really excited to be here. It's sugar. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's named after my fucking cat. Man. Bring us presents if you want us to talk about you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm reading the Elizabeth Smart biog uh, autobiography oh, called My Story. <laughs> Did you say biography? Nope. <laughs> autobiography. autobiography. <laughs> um, She's all, well, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> That's an in-the-room joke. Nobody at home's going to get that if they listen to this. <laughs> the Black Nobody Dahlia knows. writing her laughing? autobiography. Thank you. I'm writing in my car, and why are they laughing? Uh, <laughs> I feel left out. Now I'm angry at a podcast. <laughs> I better take to social media and tell them exactly how I feel. Gosh, I wish they understood. <laughs> um, so, sorry, sorry. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, oh, yeah. So if you ever want to not, if you ever want to feel bad about feeling bad about your life, and then just read the Elizabeth Smart story. The girl got kidnapped in Utah and, like, lived as this guy's wife as a kid. This whole time I thought you were talking about Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. <laughs> That's why I was making that That's face. That's why the biography. Oh, I get it. I thought I was missing something. Shit. You, you were. You were missing oh, the fact that God. I didn't get what you were talking about. I thought I said the wrong thing. Word again for a thing. So I was like, oh, yeah. But it, <laughs> That's yeah, right. That's yeah. called improv, my friend. You laugh at things you don't understand. Steven, edit that out. Steven, that never happened. <laughs> now do you think it's funny if it's the Black Dahlia writing her on yes. the bar? I knew that was funnier than you were giving it. Yeah, okay, and you sorry. look like her. I was totally in the wrong on that one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad I clarified who she was. <laughs> she got kidnapped, and she's she wrote her own story about it. And fuck, she is like, man, maybe it's because she's into God and stuff, but she's like, so strong. <laughs> and it makes me like, all right, talk to this guy. It's like going to make me not sit on my couch and have anxiety all day about... Like, about the vacuum. I don't know. Well, wait, don't you think it's like she's got a little perspective? <laughs> exactly. Yes. It comes. Those things come hand in hand. A little bit. So yeah. I'm going to steal some of hers. Yes. And then I'm going to use it to my advantage just to make money. Is that, the <laughs> point? Is that what that's yeah. for? Okay. That's what books are for. <laughs> uh, hi. Plane hi. ride. Guys, we have a thing to tell We you. upgraded to first class on the way out here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mom. I know it's wrong. No, it's but not. I flew my dad, coach, and I flew first class. Uh, 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 I tell you where to sit now, Dad. 
that. It's my money. I can do what I, what I want with it. <laughs> I gave him, I got him the extra leg room. You know, the little, you know, he's fine. He's he fine. Marty. He's had a great time. He's not here. We, either. on the other hand, had smoked pear yogurt tasters right when we sat down. Oh, my God. They give you food. They give you food. And it's so embarrassing because I so didn't know how to do it that I was like, I'll have the smoked pear yogurt taster. And they're like, yeah, everybody gets that. <laughs> Right. I'm going to keep pretending that I know how this pod works. And then I got up to go to the bathroom and I made Karen face and then she goes, did you have the sandwich? And the sandwich thing and I was like, yeah! It was, I'm sorry, they did it right though because it was a biscuit, like breakfast sandwich on a biscuit with, right, with <laughs> it's scrambled eggs, some kind of chicken patty sausage and then pimento cheese. What? No, Aunt Carol! Yes, I'm telling you. At first I was like, this is the worst Thanksgiving ever. And then I ate it and I was like, you're geniuses. Man. I it's love like those chefs. cheese, pub cheese. Yes. Oh, I would eat pub cheese it for the rest of my so. life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, should we sit down? Sure. Do you want to talk? What else do you want to say? I feel like there was one other thing, but Probably. it doesn't matter. Oh, oh, I remember when I went and brought you coffee. I went to Starbucks. I don't just, I'm not her assistant. I went. <laughs> I'm just a good to note right now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Steven when we travel. I'm just a good person. <laughs> and was like, again, he won't mind. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I get some coffee. He brings Karen a Diet Coke every week we record. It's the cute. Without it even is. asking. I know. He steals it from his work. Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Loot Crate. Just kidding, Stephen. You can, you can edit that out. Edit that real. out, Stephen. Yeah. Um, don't lose your job, Stephen, because we're not paying you enough yet. <laughs> uh, we will. He's going to, don't worry, he'll get some kind of massive cut in the end. Yeah, we he's both gonna die, be... he'll inherit the house or whatever. <laughs> I think we've said a lot of that on the podcast. Like, if you don't get anything or you get everything, I don't remember. Anyways, yeah. okay, so I'm a good person and brought you coffee. Yes. And you, you open the door and I hand you the coffee and you're like, you're like I, um, I, I have to finish my murder. And I was like, okay, bye. And I was like walking away and I was like, God, if someone in the fucking hallway heard that. <laughs> Just some old lady stepping out to go to some kind of a museum or cemetery or whatever you guys have here. Uh, Georgia, just give me the coffee. I have to finish this murder. I like, the, I can't tell people, like, the normal, really sweet, normal guy on the plane next to me was like, what are you doing in town? Which, you know, and I was like, I'm here for a th thing. And I couldn't be like, I love murder. <laughs> so this, like, really normal guy. We laugh and laugh about murder, murder. for hours. <laughs> Love it. I have to finish my murder. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, kind of wish someone would hear that. <laughs> you okay, wish. now should we sit okay, down? Sit down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you. I Definitely. know. It's sitting is Definitely. Fun. <sighs> <sighs> That's better. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my uh, my spanks, my spanks are fighting a losing battle. There's no like. <laughs> It's very, we, we ask for specifically this setup, and yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> like, we're no. like, could you 
could you like dangle us on a precipice for an hour <laughs> so just, that we just feel weird? I don't want it to be bigger than a quarter. Like the, I don't want the table to be bigger than what's what's a funny thing? Than me. Yeah. Than my ass. I want any room to put things on. I it. need to feel petite, so the table has to be Barbie sized. <laughs> Please. Please. And then let's get those chairs. Like the first time we had these chairs and I was wearing high heels, I was like, I'm going to fall off this chair. Yeah. And uh, now that we're five in, I've gotten okay used to it, but. We gotta think of something. We gotta think. Well, this is our first time with um, graphics. What are they called? Yeah, check it out. No one's had this before. Yeah, we've never done that. Uh, go ahead, look at it. I didn't look at it before. Take it in. That's my name right there. That's my name right there. Oh yeah, this is my favorite murder, by the way. Karen. That's you, Georgia. I'm Georgia. You. I'm not. I'm the other one. Oh, why did I reach up in a dress like this? <laughs> I was walking. I was walking down the street. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And tonight, I, just tonight. Yeah, just tonight. Uh-huh. Around the corner. Uh-huh. I really was. And then I saw it, like, and then I like saw the corner of my eye. Like I recognized the thing, and I looked up, and it was the the front of the thing with the projector on it. Well, you? The, yeah, and me. I know. And it <laughs> sold out really big. And so I went in the street and took a photo of it. That's <laughs> so exciting. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for selling us out. Yeah, that's very nice. Thank you. Hasn't I mean, gotten old yet. Imagine if we were uh, here on Theater Row and everybody, like the Blue Man group, and everybody just pitied us. They were just like, Did you hear they sold 15 tickets? <laughs> or just said, the... Not sold out. Yep. <laughs> Super available. <laughs> right down in front. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Uh, um, so this is the point. We're normally, what, where we ask who goes first. Right. <laughs> normally. Right. That's right. right. Well, I'm going first anyways because because of this, because graphics have to be, because Steven needed to know. Also, some people might be off count. (laughs) This is the dumbest thing in the world. (laughs) Our irresponsibility has become like a fun game for people or like our like total lack of uh, really almost interest in our own project. But also when we were on the road, we switched it up one night and I swear to God, where were we? I think that might have been Seattle. People were right. not happy. Where they're like, it's Georgia's turn. <laughs> we're like, okay. All righty. I mean, Everybody. it's a joke. Like, we don't know. It's nobody's turn. It's, it's everyone's turn. It's nobody's turn. turn. Think about it. It's everyone's turn. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Fuck. All of it. Okay, I'll go first. This is the mur- Welcome to my favorite murder. <laughs> sorry, 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 no, sorry, sorry. Great. No, that was good. <laughs> um, that's Karen. I'm George. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the murder of Molly Bish. It's uh. fucked up. Half of people are upset. Half of them are excited. No one's excited, excited. I just like, it's the same feeling I have where I go, I've fucking seen this one four times. Tell me about it. Oh, I bet I know. I remember this part. Yes. All right. Well, well, I did some digging and I came up with some, I didn't come, I compiled some suspects. You you solved the case? I solved the case. Um, Okay. Summer of 2000. Molly Bish is working as a lifeguard at Commons Pond in Warren. Who's from there? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> is Warren shitty? <laughs> Everyone's like, ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what no. she... Um, okay. So her mom is dropping her off at a shift for her uh, lifeguard duty. And again, she's 16 years old. And she's, the mom sees a mustached man in a white sedan in the parking lot of the like, <laughs> but that was really good. We usually don't let somebody down in the orchestra pit was like, Steven? (laughs) Well, when you see the composite, it might be Steven. (laughs) He really is shaping up to be a a real sexual offender. (laughs) Can we edit that before Steven gets it, please? (laughs) 
the loveliest person in the world, but facial hair-wise, very oh, suspicious. What a baby. He can never sit in a sedan ever again. Like, <laughs> you know how he loves sitting in sedans, he too. He loves to go park in a parking lot. Yeah. Can't do it. Says it relaxes him. Okay. <laughs> All right. The mom sees a mustachioed man in a white sedan in the parking lot of the, the beach area where Molly's post was located. And the mom was like, what the fuck? That guy's shady. But, and so she waits till the guy drives away. And then the next day, um, you know, she hadn't thought of it. The next day she goes to drop her off and she kind of does a little check and he's not there. So she's like, great. And, and leaves her. Um, and we know that Molly made it to her lifeguard stand because a witness saw her at 10.07 a.m. But by the time the first group of swimmers got to the beach around 10.15, Molly was already gone, mm. missing. Um, la- hours later, police contacted Mary's, Molly's mom, informing her that no lifeguard had been on duty all day, which has to be a fucking awful call, yeah. and that Molly's belongings had been left unattended at her station. The only clue, like her flip-flops were there and everything, the only clue was that the first aid kit that was by the chair was open, and it made pe- police speculate that someone had, someone asked Molly for assistance and was like, do you have a thing? And she went to look for it, and then, you know. Ted Bundy style, like, oh, my arm is broken. Yeah. Do you have, can you open your first aid kit. Totally. Um, So the mom was like, this fucking creepy man was here yesterday and made me creeped out. And so uh, Maggie, the mom, tells someone what what he looks like and they draw a composite sketch of him. And uh, they say the man is the best lead and witnesses came forward and said that they saw a similar white car in the parking lot moments before Molly and the mom arrived the day Molly disappeared. And so police produced a composite sketch. Oh, you guys like that? Oh, I didn't realize. (laughs) I'm new with this. Fuck. <laughs> it's Stephen Ray Morris Sr. I thought people were freaked out by the word composite sketch. <laughs> I know. They like the way you pronounced it? Yeah. Wrong. Uh, creep. Oh, I don't want to see that guy anywhere. I know. I don't want to see that guy anywhere. I know. That's malice in the eyes. Yeah. That's what she said. He looked, he looked cocky, she said. <sighs> right? Okay. Sorry. I, hold on. I think the visual aids are really adding a huge yeah. element to this show. Why didn't... <laughs> Whose idea was that you? I think it was Joe, our tour manager, and Steven. Joe and Steven producing the shit out of this show. We're like, all we need is a tiny table and some uncomfortable chairs, and we're fine. <laughs> and they're like, well, maybe people we, want to see things. We just need you to whittle down a normal sized table <laughs> and then get us really high cocktail chairs. I'll take care of the bad nylons. <laughs> Whatever else you feel like doing, you can go ahead and great, do it. Great, great. Um, Okay, then began what became the largest and most expensive search for a missing person ever undertaken in Massachusetts, but no clues were ever found. Until late fall of 2002, a hunter is uh, in the woods and he sees a blue bathing suit on Whiskey Hill in Palmer. Anyone? Anyone? No. (laughs) Cool. Um, you can't cheer if you just recognize it. That's not. <laughs> They're like, yeah, someone probably lives there. I've seen know. Palmer. Yeah, Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> love that band. <laughs> 
the guy you rolled your eyes at your own I, reference just now. I do that. Like, come Jesus, on. that just came out of my mouth. That girl is something else. <laughs> uh, so the dude doesn't think anything of it, but he mentions it to his friend, and the friend is like, "I'm like really smart, and I make the connection." He does it. His name is Tim McGew. Nope. His name, is Tim. his name is Tim, and he makes the connection. We call him Mi- Tim Mickey. Tim Mickey. Mickey. Mickey G. Tim Mick G. The old sharp-eye Mick Timmy. Yeah. That's what we call him. Yep. The old Every bra- time. brainy brain investigator. <laughs> he contacts Slash police. He, whatever his name is, he contacts police. <laughs> then on June 9th, 2003, day after my birthday, mm. who gives a shit? <laughs> Put it in your calendar. Yeah. Uh, so it's two years after disappearing. Uh, Molly, Molly's body is found five miles from her family home. Mm. Yeah. So he had seen the blue bathing suit. And then fuck. Um, yeah. There are three main suspects that I could find. And I'm going to list them in maybe they did it to yeah, they totally did it order. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alleged. So in 2007, a man named Robert Berno, who's 54, is charged with an... Oh my God, you guys, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I thought it was like that guy ran for Senate and he was a Trump guy. I just thought I said it wrong again. That's what happened. To, uh, that happened to us in Seattle. I fucking mentioned yeah. the, the detective that, that was right. investigating the Green River Killer that Ted Bundy helped. I say the guy's name. The audience goes fucking berserk booing us. And I was like, well, that was a fun run. I guess we're not doing this anymore. Who's <laughs> some lunatic Republican, oh my whatever. God. Yeah. I, there, and there he is. <laughs> I like that we're standing up like Victorian gentlemen for every fucking <laughs> criminal that comes up. Um, <laughs> uh, so Robert Bruno, he's 54. He looks like the sketch, kind of, right? <laughs> he, well, he's got those eyes. Jesus Christ. And a mustache. And this is when he's older, too, so it could be very different. So he had been charged with annoying... He's, he's charged with annoying and accosting a person of the opposite sex. She's mm. like, dude. <clears throat> um, and assault with a dangerous weapon, a car. So. Was he, like, just pulling up and tapping her with the bumper? Yes. Over and over? Hey, hey. Hey, what's going on? Actually, yeah. Oh, What? <laughs> This chick is, uh, this young woman is running um, on Broomfield's Little Alum Road, and he, he keeps trying to pin, his, pin her against the guardrail with Fuck. his car. Yeah, you can't pepper spray a car. I mean, what do you fucking do? But she got away like a badass. That's, I feel like that's really unfair. I know! Right? To, to try to pin someone with your car when yeah. they're just a just a jogger. Yeah, that's when you have the least amount of clothes on. Yeah, like at least. Yeah. Anyway, at least get near enough that I could maybe pepper spray you. She got away. She got away. She got. Yeah, away. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only connection that is known of is that uh, Berno's brother lives about 3.2 miles from where Molly was found. Mm. And he's fucking assaulting a woman. Um, He had lived in the town of Agawam. (laughs) I knew you'd help. Say it again, I'm sorry. Agawam. So you fucking know that one, but you know the other ones are easy to fucking say. That's cool. (laughs) 
about that one please I mean there's so many things to choose from why pick that <laughs> please I am I am from Southern California so hard <laughs> there's just no way I find that what helps with the Boston accent is if you put your shoulders up and squint your eyes like Worcester yeah I don't know why I can I why. say too that um I, like two of the nicest people on the street helped me with something that in LA they would have yelled at me for. Yeah. I like dropped something and like two people were like, hey, like ran me down and we're so, and I was being a fucking idiot and like looking at my phone <laughs> like a dick. Like it was totally me being, a, anyways, they were really nice. So thanks, Boston. <laughs> that was just a sidebar a side anecdote bar. about something that happened. So, I just want to say how nice everyone is, even though they scream names at me. From <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like how they came up to you with their accents or something. Well, they had, a, they yeah, they had like, like the best accents too. So do like, it. No. Come on. I'm not gonna offend them again. They don't care. They love it. You no. dropped no, your, I was, you, you dropped your box. My mother saw you drop your box. Something like that. Uh, theater no. school. Years and years of theater. Maybe school. later. Maybe later. <laughs> I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> Da, 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 da. 3.2 miles from where Molly is found. He had lived in the town of Aga Agawam. <laughs> Pretend it's a sing-along. It's a it's a call and repeat. <laughs> uh, where 24-year-old Lisa Zygart was. Zyger. Fuck, man. <laughs> Zygart. I just wish you guys would all come to my house and I'll yell fucking names at you. <laughs> it's Kilgariff with an A. Yeah. Flat Hard A. Stark. <laughs> Fuck. Georgia. No, it's no. Georgia. Karen. It's really easy. You didn't get it wrong. I can't yell at you about that. Um, okay. So Lisa was abducted from her part-time job at a card shop on April 15th, 1992. And a Gawam... <laughs> She's doing it on I'm purpose kidding, I'm now. Kidding. She's doing it for attention. I am. Uh, it's about 30 miles from Warren. And so it's Warren. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Lisa's now let's let her tell the story. <laughs> I wish she wouldn't. Uh, Lisa's body was discovered in a wooded area four days after she was abducted and she'd been stabbed to death. Mm. Poor baby. I know. We um, were just having so much fun. <laughs> So, can we bring it back fucking yeah, down? let's bring it all the way down. A little alum road where um, Bruno attempted to accost the jogger is about five miles from Commons Pond where Molly was abducted. Yeah. And also... You're getting one of those things like if it was a procedural, there would be like a pin with a piece of thread. No. And then yeah. someone making a circle with it. Yeah. No, if I were a called. professional, there'd be a fucking map right here. I mean, could you imagine a map with circles on it? Red and green, whatnot. I was gonna. <laughs> I really thought about it. Are you serious? Yeah. Like designing a, some kind of a map circle? Yeah, but, <clears throat> you know. You had to curl that hair. Uh, you know. This hair doesn't curl itself. Girl stuff. <laughs> and then oh and also his mugshot resembles the the person uh the mother saw 
And she said that the similarities between them are frightening, quote. All right, suspect number two. In November 2011, Gerald uh, Bassettoni. Gerald? <laughs> Gerald! I was so proud of myself for getting I'm sorry. The I'm sorry. No, you're right. What is wrong with me? Well, you're all freaked out now. I am. I'm you're so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, let's get this dry clean. <laughs> Take it out of my... Okay. Shit. How yeah. many dudes look this evil in I this know. area? Like, it doesn't, but it does. Like, look at those eyes. Those eyes. Look at that power. Like, the, the, the grimace. The those mean... Are th- yeah. It's him. It's fucking him, huh? Also, those are the same eyes of every, like, 58-year-old woman in Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's what it looks like when you get plastic surgery. Nobody yeah. ever believes you're younger. That's some bloat right there. You just look like a potential murderer. That's okay. some fucking, that's some hardcore natty light bloat happening right there. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I think it's him. Look at them. Look at the fucking, look at the, um, in the middle of his eyes, the brow furrow. Yeah. Dude. If, if I could do anything with computers, what I would do right now <laughs> is an animated GIF that draws on that mustache on that picture. Oh, yeah. Kind of real sketch. I love when they take the two, um, the real picture and the sketch, and they yes. go, Soop, and you're like, oh, my God, but it's not him, even. It's just, you can yeah. be convinced of anything. Yeah. You're just like, the picture's blended, and it makes him guilty. <laughs> uh, Gerald. His name's Gerald. It's Gerald, yeah. He was a, a confidential informant for the Eastern Hampton County Narcotic Task Force, which he's a narc. Like, that doesn't mean he's like a good guy. Like, he was like a fucking, got arrested and was, was like, I'll rat. tell you everything. He's a fucking rat. He was a soul so. pigeon. <laughs> Is that it? Right. Now I'm doing New York. It doesn't, I've lost my, I've we'll lost be there tomorrow. The we'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Um, bop, 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 bop. Where did I go? Okay. So... He's a jerk, and he, uh, <laughs> he's named as a suspect by a private detective, and he's served a prison sentence for repeatedly raping a teenage girl in the 1990s. I know. Who I, I think it was his girlfriend's best friend's daughter. He's a fucking creep piece of shit. Okay. So he had a criminal record dating back to 1980, and he had been in the area where Molly Bish's body was found and resembles the sketch. Um, and then... Who doesn't? I mean, let's put my photo up there. <laughs> Steve, he attempted suicide in prison by slitting his own throat after newspaper articles identified him as a potential suspect. Wait. No, guilty as fuck. But he's already in jail? In jail for something unrelated. It comes out in the paper, and they're like... And now he's ashamed. Yeah, I think he's there for the... No, now he's like, oh, shit, I absolutely did it. (laughs) Goodbye. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you also don't... I don't think you, like, slit your own throat. Like, that's not a chill. Like, I'm going to make it look like I want to die. Like, that's not a... (laughs) No, you're you're out. You're out of there. You're you're giving it your best shot. Yeah. So, but unrelated to the suicide, he died in November 2014. So you're saying he did it. Well, that's number two. That's number two. Sorry. And then finally, don't like, don't make me decide yet. Okay. Really <laughs> this is like the dating, the worst dating game <laughs> ever. Do you want the weasel-eyed bachelor number one? <laughs> now you can take this, the sketch guy. You can take this, the guy who's sketched out. But then 
He'll kill you. <laughs> All right. So in 2009, last suspect, a woman named Crystal Morrison, who's 50, she's a former former Warren local who's now living in Florida. She makes a series of really weird calls to her sister, Bonnie. And in the calls, Crystal is whispering and would bring up the topic of murder and repeatedly ask the name of Bonnie's bird, which was Molly. Like in a really weird, like, oh, what's your bird's name? Oh. Like to make her keep saying it. Trying to give her some kind of signal. Yeah. And... The sister's found, the crystal's found dead. And Bonnie, the sister who was on the phone, was like, tells Massachusetts authorities about her sister's boyfriend who ends up getting convicted for the murder um, of Crystal. Bonnie tells him that the, um, that Rodney, where did I put his name? Rodney, he had lived in, this guy had lived in Southbridge, Massachusetts, a few miles. Fuck, I keep getting freaked out. No, like, it's that guy. Someone's like, I live in Southbridge too. It's gotta be this guy. <laughs> That's that guy. I don't know. I think the other... Well... Yeah. Yeah. It's this guy. I wish we could see his photo. Like, this is 2009, I think. I wish we could see him and... I wish he, I wish he would put a bunch of walnuts in his cheeks so he would match <laughs> that guy. Then we'd know. That's how we'd oh, know. Let's give him a facelift in jail. <laughs> That's all. You guys will all band together. Start a kick, Kickstarter. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is our new show where we just oh are like, God. look at pictures. Yeah. Where people gasp at us, we freak out, and then we all turn and look at the photos. We forget over and over, over and like over. lunatics. Over and over. Um, all right. So this psychopath. Uh, so he... He lived in the area a few miles from the town of Warren where Molly disappeared for more than 20 years and moved to Florida a year after Molly was murdered. Red flag. Yeah. He was known to have access to a white car, similar to the one seen the day before Molly's disappearance, and was known to fish in Commons Pond and hunt in the woods where, where Molly's body had been found. Knew the area. Knew the fucking area. Yeah. Multiple areas. Um, and it wasn't until 2013, a further connection between them, um, between Molly and Rodney, appeared. Weeks before her disappearance, in Southbridge, Molly, who lives in Warren, she actually took the classes for the certification for her lifeguard certificate. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, his name is Rodney Stranger, by the way. Like, Stranger? Like, mm-hmm. making a murderer Just, just an L away. What? Oh, oh. What was your thing? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. Um, so she's taking her certification for lifeguarding, and it's in Southbridge where he lives. And so his house is just three-tenths of a mile from the place where she takes her classes, which I think is the YMCA. So, like, he probably goes and hangs out there, too. And then it's speculated that the two maybe met. There's a local coffee shop where everyone hangs out, and she's really friendly and outgoing, her parents said. And so if he was, like, chatting her up, and they were talking, and he's like, so what are you doing in town? And she's like, oh, I'm going to be a lifeguard. Oh, when are you going to go? Where are you? Oh, I go to Commons Pond. I fish there. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll come visit, you know? And then she's, and then he comes up to her lifeguard stand. He's like, hey, remember me? I need a Band-Aid. And she's like, okay, because she fucking trusts him. Oh, it's my good friend from the cafe with the huge mustache and the worst eyes I've ever seen. (sighs) I better help him. Yeah. Man. Yep. Um, Yeah, so she maybe told him that. Then in September of... Last year, um, so just September 2016, uh, enhanced DNA testing, quote, became available uh, in September 
for uh, like the DNA that they had. So detectives wanted to test it. 24 pieces of evidence collected during the investigation, additional evidence that had never been tested. Um, it hasn't been tested yet, and the sister said she had not been told which items will be tested, but it came from the pond where Molly was last seen. So here's Molly Bish, a photo of her. I know, I had that flannel, I think. <laughs> I know all those pictures of her. You just know that girl. I know. It's just that, like, you went to high school with Look that girl. Look at her choker. She has a necklace, like a hemp necklace. Wait, is this 1997? 2000. Shit. She's like the same thing when you're in Massachusetts, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah. have to deal with it. We have microphones. <laughs> Ow, that's she slammed you. Out of my fucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new laugh. <laughs> Not you. Karen, it's so charming. Isn't it neat? Yeah, so hopefully they'll test that DNA and we'll get an update on this case and then Rodney Stringer, who's clearly the fucking killer, will be... <laughs> Should we make a friendly wager on it? I bet you yeah. $2,000 it's not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of first class flights. <laughs> it's one. That's one. That's one way. Let's all go to the, the jail cell where he's in right now. Oh. Fucking beat it out of him. Hey, uh, uh, uh. What? We're not allowed to say no, uh, shit like that? No. Oh, because then they're like, she incited people to, oh. <laughs> there's 3,000 people Steven. here. No, there's not. <laughs> Steven, don't let me get arrested. <laughs> Edit out any arrest or problem that I cause. Um, In my, the rest of my life. <clears throat> yeah, Please. I saw. I saw that one. Her mom is on one special that's heartbreaking. Um, because her mom, you know, you know, worked so hard to find her and was so active, and it's very sad. Um, there's also one of the. It's like the worst funny thing of all time. Um, do you guys know what <laughs> I'm talking be about? Fun. It's a news, it's a local news report, and they are talking about this case, but when they go to put up that guy's picture, Str Stranger, mm -hmm. it's a picture of a hamster instead. <laughs> what? I was not expecting that. It is so funny, terrible, <laughs> like, because the reporter, it's very sad and serious. Oh. It's, it's well into the case. Who did that? It's some fuck up in like the graphics department was like, uh, then we do the hamster story. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please God, double check We don't that. have that yet. <laughs> yeah, ours are fucking spot on. I thought you were going to say it was like, it was the like vacations photos from the newscaster. No, no. that's worse. You have to look it up because it's, it's hilarious, terrible. But also, here's how I'm, you know, my early murderina, the first time somebody showed me that it was like in a writer's room. And instead of laughing at the hamster, I was like, I know the Molly Bish case. And then uh, <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about. Or just like, that's actually an incredibly sad case because. I know. I hate when people like casually bring something up that has, that they don't even care about murder. And then you're like, oh, you know that what's crazy about that case is that this happened and then, and then they're like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Like, don't start it if yeah. you don't want to hear it. Vince was trying to help me find, like, a murder for New York, and then I, and I was like, oh, that case is cool because, and then he was just like, I'm just giving you names. It's like, please stop telling me about bodies being found in fucking uh, drums. Not like, you know. That's a... Oh, dear. That's a for better or for worse. He agreed to bo bodies and drums. Listen, I have to watch wrestling sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Oh. That's I, love. 
Give and take. Murder, wrestling. (laughs) If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys... I got all of this off of a uh, blog called I Did It for Jody. <laughs> Have you read that? I had never seen it before. And uh, it, it's a person that told this story really well. So most of this is fucking straight up funny. plagiarism. Um, or the but best. it's a really good true crime blog. Yeah. You should have uh, a, a lot out. of other stuff on yeah. it. So shout out and full apologies. <laughs> Don't sue me. I changed every fourth word. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> this is the case, Boston's notorious case of the giggler. Ooh. Do you know the giggler? Giggler. In California, we call him the giggler. All right. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> they, like they made that up for people who think so they can tell they're not from around here. That's right. It's a test. Yeah. We're like, there's, there's actually no giggler. Um, at 1.30 in the morning on June 13th, 1969, a call came through to the Boston PD switchboard, and the voice on the other line said, my dear, at the corner of Washington, I, that's the only, I can't really do it. Boston is really, it's truly the hardest accent. Yeah. You can, you can tell, yes, you should be very proud of that. <laughs> High fives all around. There's nothing worse than when a movie is set in Boston oh. and there are people who are bad actors in that movie. We can tell. Thank you, Boston. We Don't worry. We don't think that fucking any of these people sound like that. Uh, well, also, it's just like, get fucking Matt Damon if you yeah. can't get somebody that can do yeah. the act. I'm fucking, sure they have actors in Boston. There's so many Afflecks that want to be in this business. <laughs> Pull them in. Get them in there. No. no, I know, right? We all have opinions, everybody. <laughs> so the guy on the other line at the Boston uh, PD switchboard says, my dear, at the corner of Washington, I'm not trying to be in a movie right now. Uh, the corner of Washington and Neyland Streets in a construction site, there'll be a man down in the water dead. Then he identified himself as the giggler, cackled like a maniac and hung up. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, having to go home that night after taking that call? (laughs) And be like, I talked to the biggest nerd in Boston tonight. (laughs) 
You don't get to fucking name yourself. You yes, you would, he must have like loved Batman or something. <laughs> I'd be like, I want to kill people, but I'm also super nerdy. <laughs> you just heard from the giggler. <laughs> Like it's so hard to fake laugh anyway. It's hard to giggle. Yeah. <laughs> then you also you're a man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How would you do it? That sounds right. I bet she was like not so much like scared as she was so so sad for him. Hmm. So when the police arrived at that location, which is in the uh, is a square in the middle of a place called these guys know it. I don't know Georgia. If you know it, it's called the Combat Zone. <laughs> So it's a dirty, dirty, dirty place here in Boston. I bet it's not anymore. Oh, we're in it! What? We're in it! We're in it right now? We're in the fucking combat zone? And then it fucking turns into a strip show. Uh, 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 Steven crawls out in a gold lemme <laughs> bikini bottom. Go, go. No touching, no touching. Uh, I don't know why we're stripping all of a sudden. Fuck, we're in the combat zone, dude. Oh. Got it. All right. <laughs> that changes my whole experience. Uh, so somewhere nearby here, uh, <laughs> Um, they find a, a dead man who is ha- submerged with his skull crushed in a water-filled ditch. So this man, um, his name was Joe Breen, and according to his friends, he had spent his last night on Earth drinking at a bar um, called The Novelty. I doubt. This place You're is- in it! Ah! <laughs> um, Let's all go there after the show. <clears throat> uh, I would because what he did on this last night on earth was drink beer and play shuffleboard. That's all I need. Sorry, that's a pretty fucking good way to go out. Natty lights and shuffleboard. Yeah. It it would have been nicer if he just dropped dead at the shuffleboard area. Or not not at all. Or maybe not at all and lived a full life, everybody. (laughs) Or whatever. All right. That's what tore us apart. That was a lot. That's, that's insanely rude. Look, <laughs> we're in the combat zone, baby. It's, hey. it's rough. Welcome. It's rough in here. It's one-sided compliments and shit. <laughs> okay, so his friends say that um, at the novelty is where Joe Breen met a chubby, dark-haired stranger mm. who he continued to play shuffleboard with after his friends were like, no, let's go across the street to that other bar. Uh, and then when the bars closed, Joe's friends came back to the novelty to get him, nice. but found that neither he nor his new friend were there anymore. Um, and one of the guys that were in Joe's group of friends was a cop. Uh-oh. And so um, after uh, the Joe's body was found, this guy went back to the novelty for like night after night for like a month to see if he could see the guy again but the guy never showed up again yeah Uh, so six months later on December 26th nine year old Kenneth Martin is reported missing uh huh Uh, he was last seen near South Station um 
Oh, is that, is that good? People are like, ooh, that's Tony. He must have been rich. <laughs> South Station's bad. Okay. Well, that's appropriate because terrible things happened there. And I'm going to tell you what they are. Uh-oh. On January 6th, an anonymous tipster calls and says that uh, Kenneth Martin's body can be found in one of the tunnels beneath South Station. Uh-uh. But he didn't announce himself or laugh this time. I bet he felt stupid about the first time. So <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's stuck anyway. So the police went down there. It took two days to locate Kenneth's body, and he was lying under a canvas um, tarp. He had been strangled to death, and the twine was still around his neck. Mm. Um, and but there were no signs of sexual assault. It turns out that Kenneth Martin had worked at the South Station bowling alley. Is that still there? Don't you think it should be? <laughs> I bet it's one of those, like the old-fashioned ones that had the small, the small little balls and you had to put the pins. Yes, it was. What are you yelling? <laughs> candle pin, candle pin. Candle pin. Southern um, California doesn't have that. <laughs> We've got the biggest pins in the world. <laughs> he, it was one of those because he, uh, Kenneth's job was to reset those pins. Oh. He made a little money resetting the pins at the shitty station bowling alley. Fuck, man. But the good part about that was because he worked there, everybody else that worked there knew him. And so they saw him um, when he... Uh, they basically saw the last person that was with him, um, and that was Kenneth Harrison, 31, an unemployed cook who... Look. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I knew somehow. <laughs> oh, he doesn't look chill. That is. He, looked like, he looks like, like uh, John Lennon got punched in the face a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, he's the Beatle where they were like, you know, we're probably not going to do this that much anymore. So I don't think we need keyboards. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But we want your brother George. He can stay. (laughs) He's doing, he's great. Uh, Yeah, so, so this guy basically sleeps in unoccupied like offices and spaces in South Station, which I hear is great. <laughs> it's an up-and-coming area now. Mm. Those offices go for 3500 yeah, a month. They call them lofts They're now. lofts now. Um, so, oh, that's my place. I can't believe you hand-wrote this. I know. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> This looks like fucking quills. Like, it's like I'm a <laughs> lunatic inside of an asylum. Like, and then the man took the child. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is my life? Okay. It's first class. Uh, oh, I wrote, that's why I was so lost, because I just randomly wrote, good eye, bowling alley, dude. Don't. <laughs> stop it, Karen. Okay. Um... I said, he'd been at the bowling alley long enough to know that if you see a 31-year-old cook and a 9-year-old boy palling around together and you're not at a Magic the Gathering gathering, (laughs) then why don't you go ahead and call the police? And that's what they did. Ooh. Whatever it takes. I know they're like, there's no way she's attacking Magic the Gathering. She threw down. She doesn't give a fuck. She's more of a World of Warcraft kind of girl. Um... I don't know if those are even close to each other. <laughs> uh, 
turns out when the cops went to talk to Kenneth Harrison, mm -hmm. he had the day before jumped on a train to Providence, Rhode Island. Hi. Is that a fun train trip? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's close because, <laughs> never mind. What? I met some nice uh, murderinos in, um, when I was having lunch earlier, and uh, they told me we're at Rhode Island, and it's like, oh, so did you guys come in for the day, and, or like fly in? And they're like, it's like an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> Would you take a boat or a train? Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> very nice about it, though. Where we live, it takes seven hours to get anywhere yeah. else. Like in the city, in the yeah. same city. In that one city. Don't come here. Los come Angeles and Boston are so different. Thank you. Oh, now you're getting one. Well, it's from the, probably the ladies at the bar who are really nice. Oh, I see. They're, they, they're the ones who talk to you about Providence, yeah. Rhode Island? Yeah. I like to picture that it's come like a soap dish thing where you're going up to people being like, where's Providence, Rhode Island? <laughs> Do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> like, it's clearly a girl that's coming to the show. You can just tell, you know? Yeah, like, you see her shirt. Yeah, you have pins on. I know you're coming. <clears throat> All right, so the police bring... Oh, he's gone. The, the police bring Kenneth Harrison back to uh, Boston and, and they interrogate him. And Kenneth tells police uh, that he was, um, uh, he was sitting in an office and he was suddenly struck with the urge to kill. And um, that's when Kenneth uh, rolled on by. Ooh. And he has no memory of it because he was blackout drunk. He claims that he woke up down in the tunnels uh, next to the dead body. He covered it with the canvas and left because he, um, he said, uh, uh, oh, he, uh, he called it in and then he left because he felt bad. And then Weird. the cops were like, oh, really? Is that your story? And then uh, Kenneth Harrison said, well, as long as I'm here, I, I might as well tell you about a few more. Whoa. Because <laughs> I'm the giggler. <laughs> so, huh. two and a half years earlier, while he was, this is f fucked up. <laughs> we've, we've been having a nice time so far. <laughs> it's about to get really not that great. Uh. While uh, he was working as a cab driver, he saw six-year-old Lucy Palmerin. Um, she's going to come up in a second. Well, I mean, yeah. So he, he sees her walking. This is the thing, too. She's six years old walking to the store to get candy. Six. Six years old. Because it's the 60s. She's, she's this big. Because it's the Go 90s, ahead. even. Get out of here. I don't want to see you till the sun goes down, Lucy. <laughs> Go. Go play. Fucking go walk around <laughs> the south side of Boston. Yeah. World of Warcraft isn't invented yet. Go play. Just go. Um, so he is in his cab. He offers her a ride, um, and she gets in. He's friendly enough. He gets. She gets in willingly. Um, they drive around the neighborhood for a bit, and then he parks the cab on a bridge overlooking Fort Point Channel, oh, God. which is the site of the Boston Tea Party, Georgia. You'll be tested later on that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I just didn't even know to begin with. <laughs> Dang. Um, Everyone's so pissed. I know what it is. Um, it's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. Um, so, so they get out of the cab, and he encourages her to get on his back because he's going to give her a piggyback ride. No. And uh, 
then he tells the police he was again struck with that urge to kill. And so instead of putting her like up on his shoulders, which is not a piggyback ride, but it's how the thing was written, so I just have to copy and paste as I see it. Um, <laughs> he, instead of lifting her to put her on his shoulders, he just throws her off the bridge. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> um, so five weeks later, later, Lucy's body is found on May 24th. Uh, but since there was no one witness, it was the middle of the day, nobody witnessed it happening, her death had been, uh, was ruled accidental. And then on November 26, 1968, while walking across that same bridge, he spots 75-year-old uh, Clover Parker, uh, an old lady who had been slipping Clover. on the ice and had a cane. Clover. And he, yeah, yeah, he walked over to help her. No. And was again struck with the urge to kill, and so he punched her in the face a couple oh, of times. No. And then threw her off the bridge no. again in broad daylight. What Where? The fuck? What is the situation with this bridge? Is there a bunch of trees nearby? <laughs> Why am I asking? Why am I asking you? Um, uh, do you think anyone's on their first date right now? And one person was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to go to this thing. You want to come? He's I like, really want you to like try the thing it. I like. Yeah. And they're like, this state's over. Yeah. <laughs> the one person's all, after this, we're going to go back and we're going to have yeah. some drinks. And the other person's like, already texting their friend, like, you have to fucking come get yeah. me at the Wilbur right now. <laughs> Why did you set me up with her? What the fuck? What? Who is this? Yeah. <clears throat> That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, the bruising on her face, the beating, uh, was mistaken for post-mortem injuries. <gasps> and so, again, it was ruled an accidental death. No. Uh... Then seven months later is when he met up with Joe Breen and beat him to death with a rock. He had hit him in the head with a rock. Um... Uh, then, but then, uh, in his confession, he wasn't done because then he rolled it all the way back to January 28, 1966, um, which was the date of the Paramount Hotel fire. That was a uh, a well-known hobo hotel here well, in the combat zone. We don't say hobo anymore. <clears throat> you can't say it. No, hobo's bad. Hobo's bad. Is no, it it's a not. train worker. <laughs> Train, no. Train track. I'm, you can say what I mean. You can say whatever you fucking want. No, it's uh, I just I don't know. That's what I heard. Really? Yeah. All right. Trying I mean, to be, trying you know to, that anybody can type anything into that machine, yeah. right? I mean, they can just do whatever whoever, they want. Whoever Jody is, she she didn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jody didn't know. It's Jody Foster. <laughs> I did, I did it for Jodie Foster. It's the Mark David Chapman quote. Oh. When he get, oh. Yeah. Wait, what? It's a reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Transient. Now I'm scared of pictures coming up. <laughs> Jodie Foster picture. Hobo with a big fucking line through it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
a transient hotel for people who did not have homes or money or people that loved him. So it was very much sadder than it normally had to be. If you're just picturing a hobo with a little stick on his shoulder and fucking patches on his knees. I guess, yeah. We okay. cope in all these different ways. You can't tell people to cope differently. If it's right. pre-1990s, you can call him hobo. I just okay. decided. It's, uh, this is 66. Yeah, so you're good. The height of hobo action. <laughs> all right, we'll stop, we'll stop, we'll stop. So he basically, 50 people were injured, 11 people died in this fire, and it was, uh, it was decided that it was because of a gas leak uh, until Kenneth Harrison explained that he set that hotel on fire Whoa. because he wanted to watch it burn. What? So uh, he was tried for Kenneth Martin's murder first, and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, and then just to get it all taken care of altogether, he, his lawyers uh, struck a deal so that in exchange for him pleading guilty to second-degree murder in each case, each of the other cases, he was given three life sentences with the possibility of parole <laughs> to run concurrently with the one where there was no fucking way he was getting out. <laughs> So it's all just kind of like, do you want this, Kenneth? Yeah. Okay. Um, can you imagine, like, that's the best, his best bet? Yeah. Like, they're not fucking around. Yeah. He's like, could you, could I also have stickers? <laughs> nope, sorry. <laughs> stickers are only for the good boys. <laughs> all right, so then he was sentenced to hard labor at Walpole State Prison. Ooh. <laughs> You guys summer there? <laughs> There's just a row of dudes in like orange jumpsuits chained together. They're just like, fuck yeah, that's what I came here for. Finally. <laughs> My favorite murder, the prison tour. <laughs> yeah. Ah, dude. I'm telling you. She's a fucking idea machine. You wouldn't believe the shit that comes out of her mouth. You wouldn't I mean, be able to w call them dick licks and stuff, though. No, I know. They'd get mad. One percent of the time I say shit correctly, and then it's, <laughs> and it's golden. The rest is Wor Worcester. I bet you... Pri <laughs> I bet the prisoners wouldn't care if you said Worcester. Um... Yeah, they would. They would. They would. <laughs> they would. They would the most. And they'd try to try to strangle us because of it. Um, so, and instead of going to Walpole, they send him to Bridgewater State Hospital for the mentally insane, for the criminally insane. Now, I have to tell you, in our next show, we're doing different murders tonight. Yeah. And I know, right? Uh, and. I don't know what the problem is with that. It's just, we're changing its variety. But, um, They're not as good. Don't worry. Bridgewater State Hospital plays into so many I crimes know. here. It's, they send everybody there. Yeah. And terrible. It's terrible. Get the fuck in there. Yeah, like. get in there. Well, Go. you can't. There's a, there's a really upsetting documentary called The Titty Cut Follies, and it's about, it's hard to find. They pulled it because it was an infringement of people's privacy, but this guy went in and made a documentary about life inside this this state prison. Oh, is that why Geraldo Rivera went to that? that? No, that was the one that was New in York. Staten Island. Right. Okay. Yeah, but it, but similar. I, I bet you that probably gave Geraldo yeah. the idea because it was this thing where they went in of like, oh, this is every year they do a talent show at oh, uh, it's Bridgewater, right? At Bridgewater State Prison, they do a talent show, and so they were like, we're gonna go film that. But of course, what they were really yeah. filming is this fucking the way people are treated and it, how awful it was and dehumanizing and everything. Um, so, 
<laughs> Just thought I'd throw that movie recommendation <laughs> out for you. If, if you have a you know fun weekend planned, throw that one in there. Just to see man's inhumanity to yeah. man. Um, so uh, Kenneth Harrison stayed at Bridgewater for 20 years, and then in April of 1989, they told him that he was scheduled to be finally be transferred. They gave him a nice 20-year holding period, mm. and then they said you're going to get transferred to the state prison. So he OD'd on his antidepressants. Oh, you can uh, do that? And yeah, I guess so. If you save them up, oh. you have to save up a ton. Um, you tongue them into your you gum them, gum them. You gum them. Yeah. You know, or you go ahead and maybe you armpit them. Right. There's all these ways. Yeah. Um, and then the person who wrote I Did It For Jody made a very hilarious joke about the great irony of the giggler dying of antidepressant overdose. Oh my God, that is amazing. And I had to tell you that it's a very strong person, a very strong stand-up comedian that doesn't just rip that joke off and say it as her own. <laughs> I wanted to really bad, I can't. Hey, Karen, that, we're proud of yeah, you. Yeah, applaud me. Applaud me. That is amazing. For not being a dick. Applaud me for stealing. That might be the best closer of any murder we've ever talked about. Of the of the irony of that juxtaposition. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yes. Love it. They're coming for you for bridge water. <laughs> um, that was, do we have time for a... Do we? Do the people? One guy's like, no, this date sucks. I don't have my sucks. glasses on. Do we have... Can you look over there and see if they're I telling mean, us yes or no? we can do whatever the fuck we... Oh, they're saying no. <laughs> They're saying, like, no, sorry. <laughs> I guess I should have looked before I asked. We should have looked first. That's what. That's our lesson. No, a guy yelling, yo, well, yo, 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 wait, isn't going to work out here at this show, my friend. <laughs> that's simply oh, yeah, not happening. Yeah. We'd love for you to stay sexy. And don't get murdered! Thank you, Boston. Thank you so much, Boston. Bye. Thank you. 